Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today as we continue our special series of Dream Leapers Inspiration half hours together during this holiday season. I mentioned um, probably last week that this season for me and my family is always a special one and really, really busy. I don't know if it's busy for you like it is for me, but I know it is for a lot of people. From Thanksgiving to New Year's, we seem to be in perpetual motion. Going from, uh, we live in New York, going from New York back and forth to Baltimore, where my family is, going to Florida, where my husband's family is, going this year once again to visit people for the holidays and fellowship with loved ones. Last year, as I'm sure was true for most of you, we didn't go anywhere because of the uh, heavy cloud of COVID-19 that was hovering over us all. And in fact, a reminder for us all that as we are out and about with each other, we still have to be cautious. There's yet another variant out there that threatens our safety. And I've just been thinking about all the different things that are happening. Holidays are times for fellowship, for family, for connection, and also for many, many people, uh, the holiday season is a time of tremendous emotion. And as is always true in life, there are lots of things we can celebrate and also tremendous loss. That is the cycle of life. And yet when you're in the throes of it, it can feel really difficult to stay centered, to stay grounded and uplifted at the same time, to find peace when there's such a swirl of energy everywhere. And how do we do that? You know, that's, we're, we're always looking to be inspired here when, when we come together in this moment through Dream Leapers Inspiration. And this morning, as I was preparing to be with you, I asked my husband to go to our, uh, we have a little deck of tiny little cards, or tiny little squares, maybe about um, an inch or so square, maybe a little bit bigger, and they're meditation cards. And I said, George, pick a card and tell me what it says. And it said lightheartedness, lightheartedness. I thought, hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one for us to contemplate today. Choosing to be lighthearted, choosing to be in the state of lightheartedness. Now, when you are experiencing a wonderful moment, it's easy to be lighthearted. We talk about this all the time. The work that we're doing together is not so much for those fabulous, joyous moments when you know the sky looks brighter because something happened great in your life and you just think the sun is shining brighter than it might even be shining. But for you, it is. We treasure those moments. And I want to say that the moments that we share together here for inspiration are designed to help us to find that space 
to uh, choose to walk in the direction of that space, to anchor ourselves in the potential for that space where maybe we're not feeling it, where maybe there's something agitating us. And it because it's the tender moments, the moments of distress when we need support. It's not the moments when everything seems to be going well. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. And so when we explore this concept of lightheartedness, I think one way we can begin to recognize what does it feel like in your being to be lighthearted? I think the way that we can recognize what it feels like for us is to reflect on moments when we are exuberant, when we are joyful, when we aren't taking anything too seriously, when we allow ourselves to just be and to look for the goodness in whatever the moment is, when we just are able to breathe deeply and then just breathe naturally and feel like, mm, everything is okay. That doesn't mean everything is perfect or that there aren't challenges that are occurring, but everything is okay. So I want all of us right now, let's take a moment and we can do this in a mini meditation. You know, I love doing that. And then you can remember to do it later. So let's put our feet flat on the floor, sit up straight, you know, but, but relax too. Hands, thumb and forefinger together on your knees. And let's just close our eyes and breathe together. Breathe naturally. Breathe naturally, but also allow your breath to fill your lungs. And then breathe out gently. Just breathe. Notice your breath as it moves in and out of your body. Just allow it to go in and out very naturally, inviting your body to be at peace to let go of any tension that you may feel in your body. Just notice the breath as it moves in and out of your body and invite it to bring lightness to your inner being. Breathe in lightness. Breathe out heaviness. Breathe in lightness. Breathe out heaviness. Just with your natural breath, just consciously tell yourself you're breathing in lightness. You're breathing out heaviness. When you welcome lightness into your being, allow your shoulders to relax. Allow your spine to elongate. This way it makes it easier for the oxygen to move in and out of your body with ease. Breathe in lightness, breathe out heaviness. Now, as you're breathing very naturally, invite yourself to remember a lighthearted moment, something that naturally brought a smile to your face. Invite yourself to recall a moment when you just welled with joy and a bright smile came into your being and manifested 
in you. What is that moment? Maybe there's more than one. Ask yourself to remember a joyful, lighthearted moment. It could be a lighthearted moment in the midst of a sad moment. It could be a lighthearted moment in the midst of a tense moment. Sometimes those are the best when somebody does something or says something to break the mood, to shift the energy. When someone brings lightheartedness into an otherwise challenging space, allow yourself to see a moment of lightness, a moment of lightheartedness that just made you smile. Just breathe and notice what comes up. What, what has made you smile recently? It could be just the simplest thing. All right, now I want you to open your eyes. And I want to ask those of you who have joined me live, write in the chat box, what came up for you? What was a light, a lighthearted moment? Something that happened in your life that stirred you, that made you smile. Write it down. You can write it in the chat box if you like. And for those of you who listen to this broadcast at another time, write it down for yourself. I like writing things down because it makes it concrete. What came up for you? What was your lighthearted moment? I'll tell you one thing that came up for me. Interesting. Uh, my daughter just celebrated her 18th birthday, and we hosted a little party for her and her friends. And you know, she's getting ready and just feeling the feelings that come when 18 is a big age. You know, it's a transitional, going from girl to young woman, and feeling empowered by that. And I was watching her get ready and apply her makeup and she's having lots of fun with makeup and just finding ways to express who she is. And watching her just made that smile come right on my face, seeing this being who, I remember the day that she was born, of course, and watching her evolve into the person she is today, made me smile. It was a light moment and we were getting ready. There was anticipation about when the party would begin, but mostly it was a moment of lightness. What about you? What's your lighthearted moment? What came up for you? Write it down. And you're writing it down so that you can hold on to it and remember it during tender moments. I'll give you another lighthearted moment. So, a dear friend of mine, Pam, lost her father um, very recently. And we all have become very close over the years. And her father was funny, and she's funny. Her family has a really fun sense of humor. And so in the middle of 
grieving, really feeling the loss of her father, Bill. Pam had all kinds of jokes. She always does. And jokes, light moments, even if they're not jokes, light moments with memories. So she and her brother were finding all kinds of photos of their father and posting them on social media and sharing memories. And one of the lighthearted memories came in a photo and a caption where there's Bill walking along his beloved beach in Sag Harbor, picking up debris. He would walk the beach every day and for anybody who littered, or even if there's just beach debris that came up, he would be picking it up and showing that photo of her dad in one of his lovely routines stirred my heart in a lighthearted, simple, lovely way. Here was this man who has now left us and joined the ancestors. And rather than in that moment shedding tears, she gave us all a smile, showing him caring for his beloved beach that we all love in a very simple act of kindness and thoughtfulness. Lightheartedness, that's what we're welcoming. We are inviting ourselves to adopt a lighthearted attitude. So even in grief, we can choose to embrace something that is light. That Now, lightheartedness means a lot of things. Physically, as we were doing our little mini meditation, when we're when we're welcoming lightness in and inviting the oxygen to fill us with lightness, that's taking away the heaviness that we can sometimes feel, weight of heaviness, the darkness, you know, light and dark, the darkness that we may feel when our hearts are heavy. Lifting away the darkness and inviting in the light, looking toward the light, you know, I, I talk about this a lot too, that when you are feeling tender, when you're feeling down, when you're you know, feeling agitated, call someone whose flame, whose inner flame you believe is bright in this moment and invite that person to help ignite your flame and help your flame to be brighter rather than what we often do, which is to call someone with whom we can commiserate, complain. That's diving into darkness. That is what I do not recommend for any of us. Choose the light. So lightheartedness, to be light of heart, is to choose joy whenever you can, to find joy in the moment, to find a connection to love in the moment, even when something's happening that is painful or disturbing or uncomfortable. We can still choose love and light. When you recognize that, you recognize your power. You have the power to choose. How are you going to embrace this moment? The power of choice is one of the most profound things that human beings have. You can choose how you are going to react to whatever comes your way. And there was a quote, of course it's a quote. Let me tell you this quote I found. 
which is from the great writer Alice Walker. She says, I can be almost terminally grief-stricken because things are so dire. But at the same time, there's a real lightheartedness about just the recoverability of life, of how things change, how they're not the same ever again. Let me read it again from Alice Walker. I can be almost terminally grief-stricken, almost terminally grief-stricken because things are so dire. You feel the weight of that? But at the same time, there's a real lightheartedness about just the recoverability of life, of how things change, how they're not the same ever again. There's so much in there. How many of us have had moments when the grief was so incredibly profound that it felt terminal? That's what she's saying. She can be almost terminally grief-stricken. When you get to that point where the grief is so deep and profound that you don't think you can recover from it, because, she says, because things are so dire, Then if, imagine that state, almost terminally grief-stricken because things are so dire. But at the same time, at the same time, there's a real lightheartedness about just the recoverability of life. The recoverability of life, of how things change, how they're not the same ever again. This brings so many images to mind. I think of people who've been incredibly ill and you know, in the operating room, they're going to have surgery to remove something in their bodies that's killing them. And there's a, the question, will this save their lives? And you don't know, you're unsure. But then faith comes in and healing, the potential for healing comes in. And then think of people who, you know, one of the worst categories of disease is cancer. And in order to, in order to survive cancer, many people have to almost die in order for it to happen because the medicines are so invasive. And I've witnessed many people go through cancer and have the chemo and radiation and watching them in this state that, that Alice Walker's talking about, almost terminally grief-stricken because things are so dire and physically not even knowing if they're going to survive. And then so many do. And there's a real lightheartedness, Alice Walker says, about just the recoverability of life Think about the recoverability of the body. Now, I just mentioned extremes, you know, life and death. We can look at things that are far simpler than that. You break a bone, you cut a finger, you get a burn, you hurt your body in some way. How often do we recover? How quickly do we often recover? It's kind of amazing what the human body can do. It's also amazing how the human heart can recover if we let it. 
See, often we hold on to things. And I think, you know, many uh, uh, spiritual advisors and some scientists believe that if you hold on to negative things in the heart, it can affect the body and kill the body. Certainly, we've experienced if you hold on to grudges, if you are unwilling to let go of things that are hurting your heart, if you hold on to them, they can break your heart. And then your heart doesn't recover. You can become filled with dis-ease because you're unwilling to let go of whatever pain you may have experienced in your life. How many of you have had that experience? I'm going to tell you right now, I have. It took me, in one instance, many years to forgive someone who hurt me when I was a child. I just couldn't figure out how to let it go. Finally, through therapy, through talking to friends, through tremendous spiritual work, finally I was able to break the bond of, it wasn't a good bond, it was the bond of um, pain, it was the bond of pain and hurt. That was, it was like bound to my soul. And I was able to break that and be free of it. And what came with that? Lightheartedness. Instead of a heavy heart, I was able to unlock a lighter heart. I am here to tell you it works. The recoverability of the heart is real. And that does not mean that you erase whatever has occurred in your life and act like it didn't happen. But to heal your heart, you have to let go. You have to forgive. You have to allow yourself to heal and move forward. And what Alice Walker says is that at the same time as there's all that grief-stricken terminal feeling, at the same time, there's a real lightheartedness about just the recoverability of life of how things change, how they're not the same ever again. So here's the thing, if you hold on to a grudge, if you hold on to pain from a past relationship, and because you're holding on to it, it's like the, there's a moment that's frozen in time. Something happened. Something happened. It hurt you. It could have been physical hurt. It could have been um, a psychic hurt, spiritual hurt. Something happened, you remember it. Maybe more than one something happened and you remember a series of things. It is. I am not here to say to you that whatever happened isn't real. Not at all. I can speak for myself. I know many things are real that have happened that are painful. And if you hold on to that, if you stay in the memory of what happened in the past without allowing yourself to be in the present, then you're not even acknowledging what Alice Walker says, how things change, how they're never the same ever again. So how can you be in the present moment? How can you fully embrace this moment and accept the gifts that this moment has to offer you if you're dwelling in the past? It's not possible. There's not enough, enough space. In order to fully welcome the gifts that this moment has to offer you, 
you have to let go of the things that the baggage that you're carrying around. You know, my sister Stephanie used to laugh at me and call me a bag lady. So when we were growing up, that was a pejorative term, um, quite pejorative term about uh, people who were homeless and carried their belongings in bags. Um, but why she called me that is, this is way before we had personal computers. I know I'm aging myself. But it is. And I used, because I've been writing forever, I would carry papers, pages and pages and pages of papers around with me all the time in paper bags, like uh, uh, grocery bags, brown grocery bags, I think they were. And I was carrying them around so that whatever the moment was, I could pull out some papers and read them. I am sure that I looked a little nutty. But at, this was a time of intense uh, introspection for me and writing. And so I had those things with me. My sister's like, you need to put those bags down. But I say, why do I say that? Because there have been moments for me when, when all these things are stirring up and my release is writing, writing it down, getting it out. The next step of that release I've learned in order to in order to embrace lightheartedness, which is what we're exploring today, you have to let those go too. And so what I did in uh, after learning through my spiritual path about this notion of burning away negativity, literally you can put those papers in a fire and burn them. You can offer your discontent, your the things that you want to let go of, offer them to the fire. Literally, you can offer them to the fire or imagine in, in your spirit that you're offering them to the fire. But you don't have to hold on to them. So like me, I, I don't carry those bags around anymore. It took me a while to realize that I needed to let them go. Um, letting them go helped me to release some of the pain that I've been experiencing and to embrace lightheartedness, at least a little bit. And that was during a pretty dark period for me. As I venture to say that there's somebody who's part of this covenant that we're in right now, who's feeling some heaviness, that there's a lot on your heart, that there's a lot on your mind, that um, there's some challenges that you may be facing right now in your life that cause agitation or sadness, you can choose lightheartedness to replace that difficult space that you're in and help to uplift you. It, it is a choice. It is a choice to embrace it. And Alice Walker challenges us to say, look, no matter what, no matter how dire the circumstances, no matter how dire, you can still choose the light. You can find a reason to want to be present, to want to live, to want to smile, to want to engage with others. That is possible for you to do that. And this year, because many of us will be venturing out to be with our loved ones, we can make the choice to 
be with people who will also embrace the light, to give of our hearts and also reserve some for ourselves, to take care, to be tender with ourselves. You know, part of being able to be lighthearted is self-care. Drink water, eat in a healthy manner. You know, this is a time of year where a lot of us uh, overeat, eat too much sugar, eat the wrong things. I'm not saying this to berate anyone. I'm saying be conscious and intentional about how you take care of yourself, what you put in your body, how much rest you get, who you talk to, what you talk about, what you think about, how you spend your time. To be lighthearted is also to be responsible because I'm not speaking of reckless laughter and smiles. It's responsible inner smiles that that awaken the space of goodness and greatness in you. That requires intention and a willingness and a commitment to embrace joy. And you can do it. We all can do it. And during this season, especially, I want each of us to remember on a daily basis that we can embrace joy, that we can choose the light, that we can walk toward the light, that we can welcome the light inside of us. A few minutes of meditation will take you right there and can fuel you for your day. So please remember, as you move through your day, honor yourself. Honor yourself. Commit to engaging the lightness of being that is right there in you. And then notice how your day goes. No matter what you're facing, if you bring that inner smile to your engagements with others, you can unlock that inner smile in them. And what kind of joy will that bring? So let's do that together today and each day, especially during this season of love and connection and joy. Let's do that. Be lighthearted. It's been wonderful to be with you. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.